We told the bell of morning for Marcus Brady, for Matt Ryan, for Naheem Hines, all of those who have given so much to the Indianapolis Colts and been told, thanks for nothing. Hey, you know what? This weekend's going to be fun. And and so with the Colts traveling to New England and playing the Patriots, we're going to have a round of, tri- of, of uh, New England Patriot trivia that I think is going to be enjoyable for Colts fans. It's what we do. We're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor, whether he's going to be up or down on Sunday. Tell you the truth, we don't really know yet. However, we're going to talk about what needs to happen for it to happen. Shaquille Leonard getting better every week. What does that mean? Gus Bradley told us today. Gus Bradley also told a story about his first year in the NFL that was really informative, uh, I think, on a number of levels, but certainly paints him as a, a quality leader and a guy who's willing to listen to somebody like Derek Thomas, who infor- or Derek Brooks, who informed him how it works for players and what they need from coaches. Derek Brooks, really, really smart guy. Scotty Montgomery talked about the offense. We'll talk about that a little bit, too. Indiana plays tonight. The Hoosiers. Who, who, Hoosiers? What are we looking for tonight? I'll, I'll tell you in one letter. X. X is what we're looking for tonight, and I'll tell you why and what we need from X in order for tonight to be a success. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Thursday, November 3rd, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR, BUSR.com slash Kent. Sign up. Your initial deposit is going to be matched by the people at BUSR at 150% up to $2,500 in free play. Are you kidding me? Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. Like this video and subscribe especially because next week we're going to give away a Jonathan Taylor autographed jersey. More about that after the game on Sunday. We'll tell you all about how that's going to happen. All right. And uh, if you want to donate, donate. We'll take questions. You make a donation. I'll answer your question. Sometimes they advance a little bit quickly. So you got to make your question kind of a little bit brief. All right. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. All right, Jonathan Taylor talked to the media today, and what did he say? He said to be ready, he needs to attack it. Tricks of the trade are going to be employed to try to get him ready to go this Sunday, but no, this is what he said. No matter who is in there and no matter what we're doing, we're going to execute at a high level. That sounds to me like a guy who's not convinced he's going to play on Sunday. Scotty Montgomery said a whole lot of nothing. He's a running backs coach. He's stepping in at least this week. Maybe he'll be relieved of that responsibility at some point. But I thought, given the level at which the Colts enjoy communicating with the media and then with the fans through the media, I thought Scotty Montgomery just stuck very close to the team's plans. The offensive coaches, whether it's Frank Reich, whether it was Marcus Brady, and now Scotty Montgomery, they say a whole lot, uh, a whole lot, nothing, which just shows that he's a pretty smart tactician. He understands that you don't get specific when you're talking about the offense, and you don't say anything that's going to be thought of as interesting by anyone, because that is not what's valued 
on West 56th Street. And, and you're like, you, you watch, you read the transcript, and you're like, what? Huh? What does that mean? What's he trying to say? Learn from the best. Nobody says in more words less stuff than the great Frank Reich. Gus Bradley said something, though, and, and I thought it was really interesting, and he talked about how players kind of navigate these waters and how he can help players navigate these waters when something like this happens. Marcus Brady being fired, Naheem Hines being traded, Matt Ryan being benched, all within the same week period of time, right? And that's W-E-E-K, not necessarily W-E-A-K. And he told a story about Derek Brooks, and it was really interesting, and he said that Derek Brooks pulled him aside and said, you're struggling with this, aren't you? Because Gus Bradley came from college, where you have guys as like high school seniors all the way through college, or at least that was the case back in the early 2000s before the portal. And so you built relationships with these guys. And in the pros, it's a little bit different. You know, one day a guy's there, and you're, you're trying to get the guy coached up, and then two days later, a guy's gone. Right? You know, Jordan Wilkins is in. Then Jordan Wilkins is out. He's on the practice squad. You know what I'm saying, right? So he said that Derek Brooks said this after Gus Bradley said, yeah, he is struggling. He said, we understand the business, meaning the players. We understand we can be here and then be gone. If you can just, while we're here, pour your heart and soul into us, we understand the business enough. Just do that. That is as succinct and beautiful a way to capture the needs of a staff. Whether it's a football team, guys on the roster, whether it's in business, whatever it is. Radio, media, you know, everybody understands that when you're in media, you're just kind of waiting to get fired. Right? That's what happens. They keep kind of winnowing and winnowing and winnowing and shaving and whittling. And all of a sudden, everybody's gone. This is what happens in media. And it's not specific to radio. It's happened probably more severely in print and, and has happened to an extent in television, too. That's what happens, and that's what the staff needs. The staff just needs to know that you got them and, and that you're there for them. And they get that at some point it's adios, muchacho, and muchacha. And, and you got to go find another job. And, and if that's tough on your kids, it's tough on your kids. And if it's tough on your spouse, it's tough on your spouse. And that's just the way it works. But if you can go into work and know that somebody is there for you while you're there, that means everything. I, I thought Gus Bradley telling that story was really instructive, not just from a football perspective, but from a life perspective, good for managers, good for staff, good for everybody to hear that kind of that kind of thing and understand that a guy like Gus Bradley is very empathetic and understands the plight of the players, of the coaches. He understands he's going to get fired. Frank Reich said it yesterday. He was fired as a coordinator. You get fired in coaching. You get fired in life. And you do, if you're in middle management or upper management, you do firing too. And you got to figure out how to sleep as you do it and as you wait to have it done to you. And that's critical. And I thought Gus Bradley telling that story about Derek Brooks, I thought that that was really instructive and, and certainly 
worth sharing. That is leadership under fire. Uh, Taekwon Lewis is out. We know that. He's on IR. Gus Bradley says that Dio Odangbo has an opportunity here. He's going to be the guy, and he's, he extolled the virtues of Taekwon Lewis being a guy who could set the edge, he could play the three, he could do all kinds of things on that defensive line and do them at a high level. And Dio Odangbo has been getting better and better and better week in and week out, and so has Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille Leonard operating on two tracks. Number one, he's got to learn the, the he's got to learn how to use his new body correctly to achieve the same result he did with his old body. And number two, he has got to learn Gus Bradley's defense. And on both tracks, he's making progress. He's getting there. That's good news. The injury report, more good news, kinda. There's some. Quitty pay. Full go today at practice. That's good. Stephon Gilmore, full go today at practice. Not surprising, but yesterday he wasn't. He's got some ribs. And so uh, Sunday, you hope for the best for these two guys. They need Quiddy Pay up, and they need Quiddy Pay explosive, as explosive as he can get with what we believe to be a high ankle sprain. Guys who are down today, oh, Jake, thank you. Cheers for a beer. Go Hoosiers. Yes. That, that, that said it in a nutshell. That really, oh, that brings tears to my <laughs> Cheers for a beer, go Hoosiers. It just that's six words from the heart that means so much to a guy who spent six years on that Bloomington campus in southern Indiana. Yeah, 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 that got to me. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know whether he's going to be up or whether he's going to be down, but we're going to find out. He was down today at practice. Dennis Kelly didn't practice. Matt Ryan didn't practice. Uh, Stewart didn't practice. Brown didn't practice. So there you go. Uh, Mac Jones. Here's a, a couple of factoids about Mac Jones, the starting quarterback for the Patriots. He's going to start this week. I don't think he's going to finish, but he's going to start. Bailey Zappi. People in Foxborough love him. They're going to cheer for him. They're going to call for him. Bailey Zappi, pa 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 pa. That's why we talk about Bailey Zappi, because he is to New England exactly as Sam Ellinger is in Indianapolis. People, for whatever reason, just love the guy. Uh, Mac Jones has not had a game with a PR of 90 or better this season. He's thrown three touchdown passes, seven picks. The Patriots, number 30 in the NFL with uh, 16 giveaways. They give the, way, give the ball away a lot. However, they're number two in takeaways. The same amount, 16 and 16. How about some uh, Patriots trivia? And uh, we have no prize for this, but if you know the answers, shout it out. Uh, who is the Patriots' leading rusher? Da dee 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 da dee da dee da 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 da. It is Ramonde Stevenson at 558 yards. Where did he go to school? Da dee Centennial. Who knew that? I did not. Uh, what did he run in the 40 at the combine? 4.64 speed. Hmm. Not so good for the Patriots. I'll give you another example of that and with the answer of our, our next trivia question. The leading receiver 
for the Patriots. Do we know who that is? Da -da, I won't go through the whole thing. It is Jacoby Myers. 35 catches, 415 yards. Thoroughly mediocre. Do you know what he ran? 4.63. You got a starting running back at 4.64 and a st um, leading. Not to, the guy leads them in rushing. He doesn't always start. Um, and then the leading receiver, 4.63 speed. My God, I could cover him. Um, how about this? Bill Belichick, we talk about Bill Belichick a lot, and we talk about Belichick, oh, he's a genius. He's a genius, genius. This guy is, he's better than Lombardi, best coach in the history of football. Okay, who is he without Tom Brady? With Tom Brady, here's what Bill Belichick is, record-wise. 232 and 72. In the postseason, 30 and 11 with Tom Brady as a quarterback. Without Tom Brady, he's 62 and 75 and 1 and 2 in the playoffs. Genius? You know what? If you got Tom Brady as your quarterback, you're a genius. Tony Dungy, when he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback, genius. This is the way it works. Does it matter if Frank Reich is a head coach of the Colts or some other guy if they're if they don't have a settled kind of guy at quarterback, it does not. You've got to get the quarterback, and then actually, it, it basically doesn't even matter who the coach is. People keep saying, oh, Sean Payton, got to go get Sean Payton. Hey, Sean Payton. Oh, really? Without Drew Brees, one year, and then he retired. I'm done. I don't want to have this anymore. I need Drew Brees. If I don't have Drew Brees, goodbye, right? That's football. Sean Payton with Drew Brees, a really good coach. Sean Payton without Drew Brees, he and Bill Belichick can play cribbage against each other down on Anna Maria Island, all right? IU tonight against St. Francis. It's the final exhibition, and what I want to see simply is this. I don't, the freshmen can do what they do. We talked about that yesterday, and I want to see the freshmen do well. I want to see Geronimo play like he has an idea of what basketball schematics might be. But what I really want is Xavier Johnson to play inside the offense, play within that offense, not outside the offense, play within the offense. He plays within the offense. This team has a chance to go. He doesn't play within the offense. They got no chance. They need Xavier Johnson to sack up, using a Dan Dockage phrase, and play as one of five rather than just one standing alone. That's how you win in basketball, and that's why the Brooklyn Nets suck, of course, because that's who Kyrie Irving is. He didn't, give a sh he didn't care who he plays with. He didn't care that there are four other guys on the floor. Same thing with James Harden. These guys, you know, people can't wait to pay them $40 million a year to kill their teams. I don't get it. The NBA is just vexing to me. People get rich for doing all the wrong stuff. Kind of like Wall Street, right? At any rate, breakfast with Kent tomorrow and later tonight at the end of the IU game, we'll do, uh, we'll do a post game. 
We'll talk about what IU does, what they don't do, and what they got to get better at. Or, or look, last year we were tolerant, right? Playing games in Dayton, first round washout because they had to travel all the way to the West Coast, and and they had to play St. Mary's, and it was grotesquely unfair, right? This year, expectations are not necessarily as manageable as they were last year. We'll talk about that tonight, and we'll see what Xavier Johnson does tonight. We'll see what Jordan Geronimo does, uh, Malik Renew, uh, Jalen Hudshafino, all the guys. 